This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle. Whether you're at home, in the office, or in the cab of a truck, we help power you on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. This is a very special episode of Women Road Warriors, and we're really excited. Valerie Bertinelli made her national debut on the TV show One Day at a Time, where she became the heartthrob of many a teenaged boy and America's sweetheart. She's done it all as an actress, and she's been a wife and mother. She married rock and roll virtuoso Eddie Van Halen. She and Eddie raised another marvelous musician, Wolfgang, who's making tremendous strides on the music scene. She spent a lifetime in Hollywood where she's faced many challenges of her own. In addition to being a highly successful actress, a star of Hot in Cleveland, Food Network personality and New York Times best-selling author with the book Enough Already, Learning to Love the Way I Am Today, she has been just a wonderful champion for women. Her message resonates with so many women out there with her book who struggle with their self-image. It's so needed. Valerie, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love the message of your book. You have done so many wonderful things, but I would imagine uh, the strive for perfection, especially in Hollywood, that had to have been hard. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I think too many of us think we have to be perfect for anyone to love us. You know, we have to act a certain way, look a certain way. Um, and it's just magnified in the business that I chose to be in. But I, I think everybody feels that way in um, their own town. You know, someone's looking at you, someone's judging you. Um, and it's it's when when you can finally break free of that and not worry about what other people think of you. And I don't have it down perfectly yet, but it um, it is it is a work in progress. Um, you find that y- you you open up more and, and you can look at the good stuff more and you can uh, not care what someone thinks of you, because honestly, we have no control over what someone thinks of us. It's none of our business honestly. And um, we can't control it. And they're coming at you with um, whatever their past ghosts are that have nothing to do with you. It just maybe peaks something in them. So um, I don't know why I got up on that tangent. It's so true. Well, you know, when you think about it, women are raised as children to be so perfect. And even if we don't get the messaging from our parents, we look around, we see all these beautiful women, they're perfectly coiffed, perfect makeup, and nobody tells us the photos are airbrushed. We're given Barbie dolls, which it's mm. been proven, there is no way anatomically a woman can be shaped like a Barbie doll. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's actually uh. somebody out there I saw, oh, I don't know, a few years back, who has had plastic surgery to be perfectly shaped like a Barbie doll, she had to have a rib removed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sad. Yeah, I mean, think about the lie that that young girl or woman must have grown up with thinking that she wasn't of any value unless she looked a certain way. What is yeah. that? That's so wrong. It's such a lie. Yeah. So wrong. Yeah. 
it took me a long time to do the same. I, I started modeling when I was young and did Miami and New York and all that, Montreal. And I was stuck with the stigma in my mind that that's what I had to be like, right? And just like you were saying, once I was able to free myself from that, it took 40 years later to do it. It's but once hard. I was, I felt like Peter Pan, like, you know, the freedom <laughs> of, I don't care. You don't like what I look like. Don't look. Yeah. <laughs> you have an opinion. Right? Like, what, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh my so God. The younger women of uh, the younger generation coming up that they are, it's easier for them to say, screw you. I don't care what you think, you know, and they're, they're able to talk back to the misogyny and, and, whatever it is that's that it is whole that held a lot of us down um they're fighting back harder than ever and i'm i'm really proud of the next generation coming up it's yeah. so important but it, it's taken so long and do you think we're making progress valerie uh, with the messaging because I, I still see what they call tna out there in the cheesecake <laughs> look and oh my goodness it's like really yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think we're making progress as long as the, the women that are doing that are doing that because it makes them feel good. Mm -hmm. I think you can do whatever the heck you want if it makes you feel good. If you want to wear that because you feel prettier, you do it. But mm -hmm. don't wear it because you think some guy is going to make your make you think you're prettier or say that you're prettier. Do it for yourself. Whatever makes you happy. Yep, that's the golden key right yep. there. Yep, I totally But I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't think it matters what anybody wears or does or or says, as long as you're not hurting another human being, then then mm -hmm. do what makes you happy. You yeah. know, Valerie, you've always, I think in, in, in the public's eye, you've always been so perfect. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what made you think that you weren't? Oh my goodness, um, because I wasn't and I'm still not. And I don't think that it, there is such a thing as perfection. Right. Uh, maybe Betty sure. White came close to it, um, <laughs> but she was yeah. still a human being, you know? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Betty was just fabulous. But you've also done a ton of things and been a marvelous example. Um, I think that I've led a very blessed life. Um, maybe that word gets overused, but it's true. I mean, I am grateful for the life that I have because I worked hard for it. I didn't used to give myself credit for how hard I was working. And now that I'm almost 62 and people are starting to tell me, you know, before we do any interview, I'll, I'll hear my life story. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I guess I have done a lot. I guess I'm not as lazy as I thought I was. Because <laughs> when I, I do work hard, but man, I know how to rest hard. I can tell you that. I'm a good <laughs> rester. And I would think that, well, that makes me lazy. No, it doesn't. I'm recharging. Leave me alone. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I've got to have that time. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you've done so many things and you started early. Um, if you wanted to maybe give a, a brief synopsis of everything you've done, um, how, how old were you when you got into Hollywood? I think I did my first commercial for JCPenney. I did my first commercial when I was 12. Uh -huh. I got one day at a time when I was 15. Wow. And then I started doing TV movies, I think when I was 19. Um and then just kept going. I took five years off when Wolfie was a baby mm -hmm. um, because uh, I, I got a, I got a, a mini series and Wolfie had just entered kindergarten. So I couldn't be there for him every day. I had to go to Park City and Salt Lake City, Utah, and basically live there for two months. But this was before 9-11. So I was able to fly back a lot. Um, I was in the airport maybe five, six times a week flying back. 
And then sure. Ed would also bring Wolfie up. But I, in kindergarten, he drew this picture, the, um, the kindergarten teacher, who is still my very good friend, Julie, his teacher. Um, we are in book group together. She had the whole class draw a picture of like, um, if you could fly anywhere, where would you fly? And all the kids were like, you know, someone wanted to fly to go see Santa Claus. Someone wanted to fly to a candy factory. Someone wanted to, you know, fly with the birds because whatever. And then Wolfie's was, I want to fly to Park City, Utah, because that's where his mom was. And I thought, okay, that's Aww. it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Sweet. I'm not going to, there's no reason for me to work unless I can like, get something during the summer and Wolfie come with, come with me. So yeah. I stopped working for about five years. Well, when you think about uh, it, motherhood is the ultimate job. It's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was my favorite job. And it's still, even though my son's going to be 31 in a, in a month, it's still my favorite job. And, and, and he rolls his eyes at me. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> but you, you've been a terrific mom and, and all of that. Um, well, I don't know. Let Wolfie chime in on that one. We don't know about that. <laughs> the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> So reading uh, parts of your book, it was a major love story between you and, and Ed, Eddie Van Halen. Um, how did you meet him? Weren't you backstage or something? You had some VIP tickets? I was. Well, my um, parents had moved to, to uh, Shreveport, uh, Louisiana, and my brother Patrick had moved there with them. And my brother David left an eight-track cassette in the back of my car because he borrowed it once and he left the cassette of a Van Halen cassette. Um, eight track. Oh my God. Yep. That's how old I am. Um, uh, and, um, they called me and they said, listen, we know the radio DJ here. And he said, if, if we can get you to come with us, we can get backstage and meet this band. I'm like, who is this band? So I played the eight track. I'm like, oh my God, they're amazing. This guitar player is ridiculous. And then I saw the album of, um, women and children first. And oh my, Ed's just, he's such, such a cutie. So I said, yeah, I'll go. I want to meet this guitar player. Um, and we went and Ed was so shy. Uh, Dave was not, Al was not, and Mikey was a sweetie pie. But um, I mean, Al was very kind too. Dave was the only one that was like, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Good old Dave. Um, Dave is Dave. Dave is Dave. And you know, he what he does, he does really, really well. So um I'm happy for that. Um, and then uh, we went back to their um, Motel 6 after the show. We hung out by the pool. And then they had to take off. And I gave Ed my number. This is before cell phones, mind you. So I gave him the number of my parents' house, which is where I was staying. Right. And he didn't call for three days. Oh, the nerve. And when he finally <laughs> called, I said, yeah, I'll come visit you. And me and my brother, we took off for Oklahoma, I think it was. And and um, watched the show there. And, and then we just, you know. That was it. We were together that was it. from then on. Yeah. It was a magnetic attraction, wasn't it? It was. We were meant to be together. I, I'm the only thing I regret is that we got together so young, and that yeah. I, I learned so much in the forty years that I've known him, and I would have done so many things differently. My compassion would have been um, more in the forefront for the pain that he was going through, as opposed to being upset at him because he's doing drugs and alcohol. Find out what pain is he trying to cover up and and not mm -hmm. deal with sure and i was too young to to know because i was covering up my own pain but it um we came to a good place before he passed i just wish we had had more time yes yeah, yeah. terrible loss yeah. but you had some wonderful years with him and you have wolfie which is that's a blessing yeah a blessing mm -hmm. a big blessing yeah 
I just I feel bad that Wolf doesn't have his dad here to be able to enjoy the success he's having right now. Sure. I mean, I know damn well that Ed and I would be at the Grammys um, with Wolfie to watch him hopefully knock on wood win. Yes. So, Valerie, what are some of the messages you want to give women? I know that uh, our audience uh, are women in the trades. They have certainly a lot of challenges just having to prove themselves in mm-hmm. a man's world. Mm-hmm. How did they do this without driving themselves completely crazy, trying to be perfect? Yeah, uh, well, there's no such thing as perfection. But mm-hmm. I have learned, um, and I don't know this is, if this works in every situation, but I have definitely learned that... Um, I prefer peace over being right because I already know I'm right, but I don't need to make everybody else know I'm right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So peace is always the easier path to walk down. Um, And you don't have to grit your teeth knowing you're right. Just know that between you and God and the universe or the higher power that you have, whatever it may be that that you have, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you're right. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't need to make that butthead know you're right as well, but you you do deserve to be treated with uh, kindness and respect. That that is a more of a challenge with some people out there. I, I don't know what how mothers are raising their sons, but oof, you got to teach your sons to respect. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of disrespect out there, and mm-hmm. uh, and I myself would go, huh? My mother yeah. would never have tolerated that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Although that's I, I, it is really fun to watch TikTok and see how some of these women fight back the the dude bro. Um, guys out there and how she, she just there's a this one woman drew a fellow um and she just oh my god she's hysterical i laugh until i'm crying watching her just not care and just fight back with these guys that treat people really badly treat women mm-hmm. badly you know there'll be guys that like are like you'd be perfect if you weren't fat it's like well what makes you so god blessed perfect right you know why yeah. are you why do you care? Uh, I don't know. I don't want, I don't know, want to get that, down that tangent. That's the one thing that when I when I talk to women in shelters and um, wherever I go is that the minute you tolerate it, you just you just gave him permission to do it again and again oh, and again. Oh God, more, isn't that true? The more yeah. the more you tolerate, the more it's going to go on. It's you teach minute, people like, how to treat you, yes, and I exactly. I have taught people how to treat me that I'm I'm really upset at myself for letting for teaching them how to treat me. But, you know, you always want to, sometimes that choosing peace over being right can make someone believe that they have a right to walk all over you. So there's a firmness that has to go with that as well. Boundaries. That fine line. Boundaries, yes. That's the good word right there. Boundaries. There's nothing wrong with boundaries. And if somebody has a problem with your boundaries, they were going to piss all over anyway. Yeah. You just say, hey, uh, what is it about no that you do not understand? Yeah. No is a full sentence. I like that. It is. I like that. Yeah. 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 I never knew the word, what, I, honestly, I never knew what the word boundaries meant till I, until I was 40 when I hit treatment the first time in my life. I'm like, you mean I could say no? Like, what? Like, I, I was a doormat my entire life. Like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, like, codependency? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It is that one simple word no has changed my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. one thing I said when I was going to Al-Anon, um, I, I, I really wish and I don't know what it's like now that I'm talking like, I want to say 30 years ago that I was going to Al-Anon. Um, I wish they had been more. I know they're going there for yourself so that you don't have to, you know, be a codependent and all that. But I wish they had taught me how to be more compassionate, you know, and, and really nail down the it's not the drugs. It's not the alcohol. It's not you. 
It's the pain. Drugs and the alcohol is just the disease that develops from the pain when someone is so horrified with dealing with their pain. And um, I think that goes for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I also went to OA, Overeaters Anonymous, for a while, and I did not find any help in that. And again, it could have been the meeting and the sponsor that um, I ended up with, and it just wasn't helpful for me. Sure. So do you think it's because people, women are raised to be people pleasers? Obviously, Mm -hmm. the very nature of being uh, a woman, we nurture. I mean, we're biologically designed to take care of others. Is that where we forget who we are and then we want to be everything to everyone we forget how to be everything to ourselves and then we start getting down on ourselves for looking I think you can do that. both though I mm-hmm. think you can because I think nurturing brings me so much joy mm-hmm. I love taking care of Wolfie I I love yeah. taking care of other people it brings me so much joy but yes mm-hmm. but you can take care of others and have it you know make you happy but you can also still have those boundaries for when they overstep them but um yeah. There's a lot to be said for what you just said. I mean, it, yes, a lot of us fall into the the wrong side of that thinking we have to. Mm-hmm. But when it's something that brings you joy, do it. But you can, I mean, I, we're all smart enough to be aware of when someone is uh, taking too much and not giving anything back. Yeah. You know, I know I, like in, in the, in the nursing ahead. profession, I lost myself because I was so busy taking care of everybody else. And I had so much inner pain inside that I didn't want to look at. So it, mm. I had my own personal wounds. I, mm. It was easier for me to physically take care of their wounds as opposed to looking at my own internal process. Right. And that's so that interesting. Led, yeah. And that, that's how I related to, to when, when I talk to people, I said, just because your inner pain is a, is a physical wound. It is yes. You're carrying it with you. It yes. comes out in, in terms of low self-esteem of depression, anxiety, eating addiction. You know, for me, it came out in alcoholism. Right. And so it, it, it's, but you have to, to take care of that wound in, in some way. You can't just let yeah. it faster because what happens when you don't take care of wounds, they become infected. Right. <laughs> and then sepsis, yes. And then toxic. Right. And this is where we, we're not, we're not, I, I think the more we talk about mental health, because that, that, that walks down the path of mental health as well as it, you, you are so right on that, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of emotional mental wound does, if it's not, if it's not worked on and it's not fixed and it's not massaged and it's not mended, um, it will fester and it will be infected and it will infect your whole life. Yeah, it, it, it affects your thinking process. It really does. The mm-hmm. decisions that you make, you don't, number one, you don't feel good. Well, are you going to pick someone who's uh, mentally sound or you, you're right. going to find people that aren't? Because right. that's and then that magnifies at. it. Yeah. 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 I, I, see, I'm telling you, I'm telling you all this from uh, really bad experiences. <laughs> you know, so but I, the, I that's, the that's what way. connects people. And God yeah. bless you for, for willing to talk about these experiences, because this is what this is what helps people. This is, this is part, I believe, of nurturing. Yeah. And that's in your soul that yeah. you are a nurturing soul. You are a gift to this world. Mm-hmm. And when you do share your stories, all, all of a sudden, some people go, wow, that was me too. I can't believe someone else yeah. was going through the same thing I was going through. And you just don't feel so alone anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Great leaders challenge their people not to stop at the first right answer. Tighten the Lug Nuts is the book that will help you move past that first right answer to be more effective, more productive, and more successful. 
This book serves as a blueprint that can be easily applied by leaders, entrepreneurs, truckers, owner-operators, all of us in our everyday lives. This is one of the best leadership books you can read to help you accelerate towards your personal and professional goals. Plus, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to truckerschristmasgroup.org. Visit tightenthelugnuts.com to order your copy today. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. I think our society has a tendency still to shame and use the word should. I like to tell people I stopped shooting on myself a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yeah because it's not you should usually when i when i hear the word should or when i try to use the what i think i need to use the word should i think of it it's also as a mind f because uh-huh. it's, yeah. it's it's uh-huh. it's it's messing with your head thinking that you can and you should so you should feel guilty if you don't and all it does is send you down a path that's not helpful the word can't also is not very helpful because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you could, but what is it really? I don't want to. And that's okay. I don't want to. That yep. is allowed to be another full sentence. You could, but you don't want to. I mean, this this could do with anything, someone pressuring you to do something you don't want to do. You could say, well, I, I can't. You know what? I don't want to. I think and giving I think yourself Phoebe, permission. And yes. Right? I think Phoebe mm-hmm. on Friends was the best with this line, she, um, they were asking her something. She goes, oh yeah, I would, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's as simple as that. That's you're allowed to not want to. Yeah, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, now I granted, I have not used that yet, even though I've not wanted to do things. I would, <laughs> I'll say, oh, I, I, I can't. So I'm not really taking my own medicine, but I will. I'm, I'm gonna get to that point. And the older I get, the more, the more blunt I get as well. Yeah, it just comes out like enough. Yeah, right? enough I don't wanna... <laughs> yeah, it's enough already. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so do you think a lot of women don't necessarily do that because they're afraid of rejection? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And what are we going to be rejected from? Someone who wouldn't appreciate us anyway? That's, That's true. right. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many great people out there that would appreciate you. And don't lower your standards. Or you know what? Um, it's also people getting stuck in a comfort zone in mm-hmm. something they think, even though they're not happy, well, it's safe, it's comfortable, it's what I know, because <laughs> the fear of the unknown, that line that they put them yeah. there themselves, it prevents them from trying something new. Yeah. And um, I'm a big advocate for, you know what, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. I, 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 
I just moved here to California. I'm 52. I left my house. I left my family. I left all my belongings. I took my three suitcases. I was here in, in, in December. I said, this is it. I'm starting over. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Know? Yeah. Kathy, Kathy works in the oil fields <laughs> two uh, weeks out of the month and then is in California the rest. So, yeah. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So That's two weeks, amazing. Two weeks. Well, it's, it's, an, it's another one of God's gifts. You know, I have the, the opportunity. I could stay at home in my comfort zone and just, you know, live life like everybody else. But I have too much to accomplish in life. And yeah. I'm not going to do it out of Cochrane, Alberta. So here I am, right? <laughs> With my three suitcases and I'm starting over. Let's go. Bring it on. <laughs> you go, Kathy. Wow. So, but see, the fact that I'm doing that, it also inspires other people that, you know what, if, if there's something in your life that you're unsure of or you want it so bad, but you just, you know, that fear just feel the yeah. fear and do it anyway take a risk try yeah. it yeah and right. that old that old line of you know what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail you know it's still a scary line yeah. but you know because we all have to support ourselves and support families a lot of the time so but yeah. what would i do if i if i knew for sure i wouldn't fail oh my gosh so much valerie do you think that uh, a lot of uh, our self the, the way we view ourselves, it, it's really influenced like by advertising or you look, it's like, okay, this is wrong with me. I've got to buy this. This is wrong with me. I've got to buy that. <laughs> oh, and if I take this, then my butt won't fall off. It'll look a whole lot better or it may fall off anyway. But uh, yeah, I still need to take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you look at all the different supplements and cosmetics and this and that. Yeah. Uh, is, is that part of it? I'm, I'm wondering if women were more comfortable with themselves before television, you know. Uh, yeah, I, who knows? Um, cause I'm just as susceptible. I mean, I'll, I'll see things on TikTok. I'll see things on Instagram and I'm like, you know, the internet made me buy it. Um, some things work out and some like, why the hell did I buy this? You know? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still taking hair vitamins. So, you know, I, because as you get older, your hair starts to fall out. And I'm like, oh my, I have half the hair that I used to have. So I'm like, what are the hair vitamins or the hair gummies? I mean, I fall into that same trap. I don't know if any of it's working, but I keep doing it. Sure. So we're kind of programmed. Is it a matter of finally just stopping that program, taking a step back and saying, you know, I like myself and I'm going to work on mm -hmm. this today. I'm enough already. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm already you know enough. I was watching uh, some of your, your cooking shows on, on the Food Network there. And um, what I love the most about the energy that you portray is that this is it, right? Uh, you are who you are. There's no <laughs> um, fakeness. There's no, you know, trying to portray something. You, you, you're just you. And, and I yeah. think that that lesson is a, it, it's a lesson in itself for anybody watching that it's, you know, you have, you have ups, you have downs, you have goods, you have bads, you have, you know, trials and tribulations of life, but Hey, this is me and I'm having fun while I'm doing it. I think you're a great role model for mm -hmm. everybody. Oh my God. Yes, Thank you so much. You really are. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, I yeah. you, you have no idea how much I appreciate that. Cause sometimes yeah. I feel yeah. like an awkward little thing. I mean, when I make mistakes in the kitchen, it's like, oh, well, and sometimes I'm like, please leave those in because I just, I, I don't know everything. Um, I'm learning along with everybody else, but I just want people to enjoy themselves in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mistakes and all. You know, Valerie, I think what people have always loved about you is you're real, you know? I, I, well, I, I hear that a lot and I am mm -hmm. grateful for that. And I'm, I don't know how else to be. I don't like, I, I guess I'm like, well, what is not real? What would that look like? What if mm -hmm. I was trying to put on, and I already have, um, what is that thing that people 
imposter syndrome. You know, I already have that already. Oh. So can you imagine if, I mean, I don't know how, what I would do if I yeah. really was being an imposter. So yeah, it's, it would be no, doubled. Your, your genuineness, comes, yeah. it just shines out of you. You yeah. have this inner light that just shines automatically, and, and, right? And a kindness, Thank an you. inherent kindness yeah. that people can sense. Thank you. Yeah. I just, mm -hmm. I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. That's all. I just, I, you know, that, that give and take, that energy that I put out, I want back. Um, it's not selfishly, <laughs> you know, I just, I want to, I want to yeah. exude kindness yeah. into the world sure. because I think we need a lot, a lot more of it. Oh man. Um, yeah. But I also, yeah. you know, what you put out, you get back. That's yes. right. It's very That's true. Right. Very true. Yeah. I think that, um, our world has gotten meaner. <laughs> it, it, feels it feels that way. Like, yeah. It feels that way. Yeah. But I don't think it has. Cause then I'll look back and you know, what was going on in this country 30 years ago. It's like, Oh yeah, there was pretty crappy things going on then too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when does it stop? I don't know. When when the bulk of us decide that we're going to not put up with the meanness anymore and, and just try to teach our sons, teach our daughters kindness, boundaries, um, gratitude, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is lacking. I totally agree. And, and, but then again, there's a lot of people that are really, really good out there too. Mm -hmm. You know, I really truly do believe that there's a, the, the majority of people are good people. Mm -hmm. And then, then you have, you know, the wackadoodles that just want to tell you how to live yeah. your life and say they want less government, but then they want to, you know, rule your life. So that's sure. crazy. Removing, yeah. removing toxic people that are around you is a big part of internal happiness. You know, it's oh for sure. Whether even people that are in your family, I had to step away from my own personal family for a few years just because it was too toxic and I needed, I couldn't heal if I was around them all the time. So in order to get better, to make Kathy awesome again, I had to step away and figure it out. Yeah. Right. That was and very smart so, of you. How did you get that? How did you, I mean, obviously you're a smart uh, woman, but I mean, you know how what? did no, you come to that realization? Bad. You know, I, I, I ended up drunk and homeless on the streets, having lost everything I, I owned at 42. And I had to restart from scratch and figure out my foundation, what went wrong. <laughs> and so, yeah, I took a year off and that's the book. It, it, it's quite the story, quite the story. <laughs> but yeah, so, wow. it, but you know what? It was one of the best things I couldn't have done for myself was love myself enough to, to know what I need to take the time and do it as yeah. opposed to push, 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 push and try and try and live and try and, you know, do 10,000 things. And because you need that paycheck, but I, I, I ended up, no, I spent a whole year in a women's center where I learned about boundaries and codependency and, and addressed all the sexual assaults and learned about anger management and, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah it, it really, wow. Helped. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, Valerie, your book, Learning to Love the Way I Am Today, was that something that was a gradual process that you made that realization? Or did you just wake up one day and say, aha? No, definitely a gradual process. And coming to that part, it, it, there was years of me going, why am I so unhappy? Why mm -hmm. I've got so much to be happy for. Why mm -hmm. am I so miserable? Why? What is happening? Why can't I just take all this in and just appreciate it and love Th this all this hard work I'm building? I'm I you know, why am I so miserable? So I, I, through searching for that and trying to get over my anxiety, because I have an intense anxiety um, and I'm still dealing with it. 
but I'm dealing with it a lot better than I, I used to deal with it by just shoving it down and not wanting to feel it. So I would eat myself to oblivion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, that wasn't helpful, obviously. But now I can actually talk to my anxiety and say, okay, because this happened to me three o'clock this morning. Cause I'm, I think I'm, I realized I'm anxious about traveling again because I, I haven't in, you know, a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be gone for two months. And I, I'm really worried about my animals because I, I take care of them a certain way. And we've got a, a rhythm down and someone's going to be living here and doing it without me. And I'm, mm-hmm. it worries me. So I had that conversation with myself at three o'clock this morning. Okay, anxiety, I can really feel you. I was just about to fall back asleep and you really want to talk to me. What's going on? And just really talking and trying to listen where in my body that I was feeling this, it's a physical feeling. And I was able to quell it enough to say, okay, I hear you. I understand. Yes. I'm scared about going. We have good people that are going to be here with them. You'll try and come back when you can and and all that kind of stuff. And I was able to talk myself enough so I could fall back asleep. And I think um, that was a learning process in that dealing with the anxiety and dealing with the self-loathing, I actually have a skill. We all have the skill that we can talk to our brain. We can talk to our feelings. We can talk to our emotions. We don't have to just drink them away, eat them away, gamble them away, sex them away. We can really with help, therapy helps as well. And I do talk to this wonderful woman named Angie Johnsy, who helps you compartmentalize all your different feelings and emotions and what you're going through. And your brain is very powerful and you can talk to it. And I I was just talking to somebody before I got on with you guys and they were saying the way they talk to their anxiety is they've named it. You know, they gave it a name. Like I'll call mine Karen. Like, Karen, what do you want now? Do we really need to talk about this right now? I guess so because I need to go to sleep. But if you you really talk to it as opposed to try to shove it away, go, no, I don't want to feel this. No, 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 no. Can't feel it. Can't feel it. Can't feel it. You're going to feel it anyway. It's going to come up. Why not just talk to it? What does it want? You're engaging your logic, I guess, the logical mind. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, anxiety, I've heard it can run in families, and I think that women may be more prone to it. uh, My son has intense anxiety, and I wish I could help him more. I feel like a failed mother because I haven't helped him there, but also he doesn't want to take information from me. Yo, really? Yeah. Yeah, she's the same, same intense anxiety. Ed Ed had it too. Ed was intensely anxious all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had anxiety. I actually had a panic attack that um, I was taken to the hospital. Oh, uh, that, wow. that was quite some time ago. And they were wondering if I was having a heart attack or something. That was not it. It was just a major it's panic attack. It's real. And yes, I just want yeah. people to know that your mental health is real. Yeah. It's real. It's not fake. You're not yeah. faking it. It's real. And uh-huh. you can be, we can acknowledge you for that. And we can say, there are tools that you can do to help you. There is medication out there too, if you want to take it. I wasn't successful with any of the medication, so I stopped taking it. But I am successful with being able to work through it through um, mm-hmm. therapy and and through just talking myself through it at three o'clock in the morning, like I did this morning. There's so many resources out there, so many. Yes. And I think that one, one of the biggest things is for people to recognize that it's okay to not be okay. Yes, you don't have thank to put on you. that Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? You don't right. have to put on that it is image okay all to the not time. Be okay. Yeah. Yes. But obviously, we we'll want to feel better. So, yeah. for but me, always, like, I would eat something because it would make me feel better because it reminded me of all the love that I had whenever my grandma or my mom would serve the food. But I was using food in the wrong way. And um, now I can like talk to, I mean, it's okay to feel this way when I feel th- this way. But yeah. I also, 
I also wanted to get back to sleep. I three o'clock in the morning is too early to get up. Sure. <laughs> well, it, it's like you say, that, uh, it's finding it, but satisfying the hunger for life without opening the fridge. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had really, I really <laughs> taken that to heart more though, because I think I was yeah. just saying the words and trying so hard to believe them, yeah. but not doing the rest of the work because I was so worried about gaining weight. And now it's just like, you know what? Uh, it, it's, it's life. It's going to happen. Yes. Oh I'm still going to try and eat better. I'm still going to try and, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables because they make me feel better. Drink less alcohol and less sugar because that yeah. does not make me feel good. So as long as I keep doing that and moving my body and stretching, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to worry what the scale says and I'm not going to get back on it because all no. it does is mess with my head. That's right. So what, uh, let me, what, sorry, one good diet control that I have that uh, Shelly knows about is, uh, I last couple of years is I uh, have developed a severe allergy to gluten and it, it keeps you away from the fridge. Let me tell you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one little thing of gluten and, and um, I'm in the hospital with, uh, with, I have to be in emergency. It's so bad. Oh and my it, God, um, yeah. And I was looking at your recipes and I'm like, Oh, there's nothing that has gluten free. I'm like, darn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, there are gluten-free noodles out there. And I mean, like oh, the yeah, yeah. sandwich, there's gluten-free bread. That's really good. Oh, so I, I do do that uh, sometimes I, as well. I haven't found the gluten-free bread that's good yet, but I do a lot, but you know, we, we should have, people have this thing about gluten-free. You think it's the minute you say gluten-free, they said, that's disgusting. But actually, because now I have no choice, but to find uh, research on, on gluten-free foods, I've found some really, really good recipes. And I bet mm -hmm. you, if we were to do a show together, we cook the same thing you do yours and i'll do the same thing gluten-free and we have the audience in front of us tasting it they wouldn't be able to tell they would i think you're right find, yeah they would find there's the some amazing flowers better there. yeah there's cassava yeah. flour there's almond flour there's coconut flour i've used all of them in different recipes they are really really good mm -hmm. yeah they are yeah yep. we should have we should do that show just you and i yeah. we do the there regular one i'll do gluten-free one and then we'll see if they can tell the difference <laughs> i love it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. TNCRadio.live is proud to carry the Steve Summers Overnight Drive Show. TNCRadio.live is dedicated to commercial drivers. We offer the news, traffic, and weather you need and the entertainment, sports, talk, music, and celebrity interviews you want to hear 24-7. We have original shows and trucker podcasts that feature some of your favorites, like Ice Road Alex Demogorski and America's Truckin' Sweetheart Marcia Campbell. TNCRadio.live is convenient and designed for professional drivers. The best part is we're free, and you can listen anywhere you are on the road. With just one tap, you can tune into Steve Summers and us right on your phone. Simply download our app, by going to app.tncradio.live. That's app.tncradio.live. Welcome back 
to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So, Valerie, what is the main message of your book? I think that we pretty much covered that, but you've got so much packed in there. It's, it's a wonderful message for women. Is it, is it kind of part of the process of learning to not run away from ourselves, to be comfortable in our own skin, essentially? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Because we are enough. I'm enough already. I don't have to shape myself into somebody that will make one person happy. Well, we'll make I'll never, ever, ever have everybody like me. I'll never make everybody yeah. happy. It's just impossible. So stop trying so hard. What's the one person I can make happy? Me. That yep. me. That's who I need to make happy. 100% right. And I applaud you, Valerie. Um, in Hollywood, it's got to be tough to do that because you, you it is. But I'm, I'm I'm about to film a show with Demi Lovato, written mm-hmm. by Suzanne Martin, who wrote Hot in Cleveland, and it's called Hungry, and it's about diet culture and and diet groups and and how we try to shape ourselves just so that people will like us, just so that we'll be happier in our body. All that stuff that uh, it's just it's so good. I'm really excited to shoot this. So I'm I'm hoping NBC picks it up. What a great the world needs this this show called Hungry. It really does. Nice. That's terrific. So where where do people find your book, Valerie? You can find it. I would uh, suggest going to your local bookstores because I always like to support them. So any local bookstore in your neighborhood or in your area. You could you could also go you know barnesandnoble.com uh, uh, any any place that books are sold you can find this book. Mm-hmm. Awesome! I applaud you for doing this. Um, was it kind of tough to finally get started on this book? Were you a little apprehensive, or did you mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is a catharsis. This is so freeing. I need to share this message." Well, at first it was yes, it was very cathartic. And um, it was like journaling intensely almost every day. And there were some days I just didn't want to do it. And by the time I was done, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want people to read this. This is really personal. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for this yet. But I knew I was because I knew just by doing shows like yours and talking about the book, it would strengthen my resolve to believe that I am enough already and that... um, the way I look is not how any of us are to be judged the way we look. And hopefully by spreading that message um, that we are enough already. You're awesome. You're so awesome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm giving you the biggest hug right now. Yes. Thank you. This is wonderful, Valerie. Thank you. Thanks for having me, both of you. The message in your book is so powerful, Valerie. It's going to help so many people. Thank you for doing that. We all have each other's back, right? Uh, all of us women we really need to have each other's back that's right and we still love you men too i promise yeah (laughs) yeah, i have brothers and a son so i still love all you fellas as well yeah (laughs) you've been such a blessing thank you so much it's been wonderful having you on the show you have a wonderful day valerie we hope everybody's enjoyed this episode and if you want to hear more episodes of women road warriors or learn more about our show be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com And please follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us 
at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. Music.